0: Now, on Queer News Tonight, new polling says if Trump's convicted at trial, he loses. And Nikki Haley supporters are only supportive-ish.
1: Republican Representative Anna Paulina Luna and Democratic Representative Sarah Jacobs asked for parental support in Congress, then Buttigieg is attacked for it. He says it's homophobia.
2: National Center for Transgender Equality and Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund merge to bolster activism amid challenge.
3: Dolly Parton's 78th birthday surprise is a deluxe edition of a rock star album featuring unreleased gems and a rock infused Jolene, they include queer rock group Mane Skin.
4: Actress Renee Rapp sparked speculation on her sexuality after being playfully labeled our little lesbian intern in an SNL skit.
0: Hello and welcome to Queer News Tonight. This is the world's first and only LGBTQ daily evening television news broadcasting live and available on demand on all smart televisions, including Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV and social platforms, including Twitch, YouTube and Facebook. It's time to queer up the news. It is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. We are live and literally out of the closet and into the headlines. many of your important stories we are going to tell this evening on queer news
1: tonight
4: this is the world's first live daily lgbtq evening news show literally out of the closet and into the headlines on Queer news tonight
0: I'm out South Florida senior reporter John Hayden. This evening we bring you the news of and perspective representing the LGBTQ plus community from South Florida, America and around the world.
2: This is the world's first and only unedited live LGBTQ plus evening news show. Whatever happens unique in LGBTQ plus news, you will see it and hear it here.
1: Hotspots Magazine Happening Out Television Network is a nonprofit 501 501c3 media company in the same model of PBS and NPR, but designed for the LGBTQ plus community. Our mission is to support the 10 pillars of our LGBTQ plus community. We want to inform and educate the key issues of our black community, Latino, lesbians and queer women, trans students, youth, seniors, HIV, AIDS, healthcare, business, social justice and faith. Help us support our community.
3: We are part of one of the largest LGBTQ media companies in America, Hotspots Magazine and Happening Out Television Network. In
4: 2024, our magazine celebrated 40 years of the LGBTQ experience and our television, news, talk and entertainment shows support our mission to educate the LGBTQ plus and broader community.
0: All right, well, let's begin this evening by meeting tonight's panel. Up first, Raji Narayan Singh, a famous. Trans activist, actress, author, mystic, and reality TV personality—like larger-than-life personality. Love you, girl. Flattery will get you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) She is of multiracial descent and has appeared in more than thirty-five television shows across the globe. Welcome, Raji, and you are back. You are back, and you look fabulous. You know. Uh, orange, is Thank a very, you. orange is
2: a very healing color. Well, it's also a very popular color because people refer to orange when they talk about a particular person now. But I'm not wearing oh, it gosh. in honor of him. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it looks good on the me. The orange is yeah. bringing out
3: all of the best aspects that yes, you bring to exactly. the table. Not that other orange fool. <laughs> yeah. Different,
2: different. It's great to be
4: back. <laughs> orange on your clothes, not on your face. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, there you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: All right. Up next is Dr. Ty Hauser. He told me before the show that he needs no introduction. (laughs) (laughs) So that said, let's welcome DJ Eric Restivo. He is a (laughs) well-known from his podcast, Listen Sweetie. Eric is well known for his work as a headliner DJ in clubs across the country, including We Hope and Wilton.
3: Welcome back, Eric. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm, so, I'm looking at Ty across the table. Just, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. I know whose tires
1: get slashed tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and finally, let's welcome anchor Jeff Oliverio, a financial adv- advisor and certified financial planner with Truest Wealth in Fort Lauderdale. Jeff is one of the founders and president of the Hollywood LGBTQ Plus Council and the upcoming My Hollywood Pride this Sunday. He has served as co-chair for the National LGBTQ Task Force Gala, since two thousand twenty one, welcome Jeff. And it says here in my prompter that I'm not
4: supposed to ask you anything about my Hollywood Pride. I, you know, I was I was thinking you might ask something, and I oh. I brought a special <gasps> treat to like to de- debut on the show tonight, which oh. is our which is our twenty twenty four um, T shirt with oh. in our and our signature purple with our new logo. So I raise to it up there a little on bit. Logo, oh, right. yes. Yeah, I yes. know the I perfect will be available at Hollywood Pride. You'll see all of our volunteers in these bright colored T shirts. We have. Pink coming back, which is our. As you pulled that out, I signature. saw, and I, it looked it would make a great crop top too. It would. It you can would. crop them. We yeah. have, We also have a hot pink tank top. Yeah, I know a model. Yes. Who's... We also have. Yeah, we also have kid sizes. <laughs> <I> think,
2: <laughs> John, I, you must have got the
4: memo. I, I did. Yes, for <laughs> Hollywood pride. Yes. The day. Yes. Um, yeah. So will those be on sale for people Those will to be buy? on sale, and are okay. also all of our volunteers will have them on. Okay. And yes. if,
0: And if I get a medium, it automatically becomes a crop top. <laughs> yes,
4: absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, we are very excited for this week. Um, I think, uh, the biggest excitement is the, um, the community support that we've gotten. Um, yeah. I and we have almost. Every LGBTQ organization in South Florida being represented from SunServe, to Save, to Safe Schools, to- Trans social. um, Trans social is joining us. (laughs) Um, We have- um, Comedy uh, night, movie night. Yes, we have a comedy night and a movie night. We have our brunch, which is honoring Francesca Mm DiAmore on Saturday morning, which is a fundraiser. Um, It's going to be held at Redwood Kitchen. Um, Francesca does all of our entertainment lineup. She has done that for the last three years. She's bringing a jam-packed schedule of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And she's putting all of her effort into making it a really amazing show, so we're super excited about it. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I saw the the flyer, and this is this thing is booked like live aid. It's like twenty-two <laughs> minutes, and off the stage no, she got somebody else to come. Yeah, she, we covered her last week, yeah.
3: and we were super excited about the story. Yeah, yeah, she she
4: she has everyone down to a you know very you know a, a set time that is no don't go over. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't piss off Francesca. And not a minute before, I'm, I'm excited about Kiowa. Yes, yes,
2: yeah. Uh,
4: My kind of, trans brother. Yes. Uh, I'm,
2: yeah, he's a great performer and singer.
4: Yeah, he's we had singer. him the first year, and yeah. it was unfortunately because it was during a time when it, I think the weather was a little off. So we're uh-huh. really happy to have him back and yeah. performing. So it's it should be really exciting. We have Joey Young coming back yeah. again. Yeah. Who's our uh, third time performer at Pride? So Drag Story Hour with Misty Eyes. Misty Eyes will be with Oh, Misty! Doing Drag Story Hour. i also doing a teen talk with the teens. So there's. there's. There's a lot of diverse programming. Yeah. 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 So bring
0: your autograph book.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and bring your appetite, lots of good food, um, all the restaurants in downtown Hollywood will also be open in addition to the booths that are- Honey, you don't have food. to in my appetite. Appetite.
2: What's, what's the to get into this, Pride? <laughs> I'm a big
4: girl. Um, our Pride is free, but we are accepting donations to continue to keep us having Pride going forward, and all of our events that are that are ticketed, such as the brunch and the comedy show, of course, are there to help us offset costs. So the entrance to the festival is free, Um mm-hmm. we are accepting donations on our website or Go to our Facebook page and you can find ways to help support Pride because Pride is not free. Um, so we want to make sure and we want to make sure we bring prides back to the community and keep them going for years to come
0: and if they want tickets for the movie or comedy show can you get those at myhollywoodpride.com yes
4: all of the tickets are on myhollywoodpride.com or go to our Facebook page which has the link to all the events there as well so or Instagram there's lots of posts going around right now so I'm sure you'll be able to google My Hollywood Pride, and a few things will pop up yes and if you show up
0: and you see me I am taking free selfies with fans from 2 to (laughs) 2.13 that's all the time that's the time Francesca would give her.
5: <laughs>
0: we are the reporters for Queer News Tonight, and this evening we begin with the queer headlines. The LGBTQ plus community in South Florida and across America is diverse. Our community around the world is vast. And here are the bullet points of the queer news for today, Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. And we begin by clearing up politics. Did Biden just win the election? Eh, we've got some signs that maybe he did. Right now, the first primary in America is going on in New Hampshire. Biden is not on the ballot, and the Democrats are not voting today for procedural reasons. However, DeSantis, DeSantis, on the Republican side, dropped out over the weekend and endorsed Trump. There is a slim hope for Nikki Haley, and Donald Trump said last night, quote, one will be gone tomorrow, one will be gone in November, ah, end quote. Trump is a virtual certainty in November to represent the Republicans against President Biden. And that's exactly what the White House wants. Why? Well, a new Harvard-Caps-Harris poll suggests a conviction in federal trial related to overturning the last election would significantly impact former President Trump's chance to win the election. Now, not among the MAGA radical fascists and the conservatives or their evangelicals, but change and loss of enthusiasm from moderate Republicans and independents. Analysis by the Des Moines Register of the Iowa caucus shows evangelicals will affect the November election. While they overwhelmingly support Trump, other non-evangelical Republicans support drops by more than 20 points for the former president. The Register suggests it's a precursor to a possible defeat, and not enough Republicans and independents will support Trump in the general election. Political watchers also say the growth of independents will benefit Biden. Biden won the popular vote in 2020 by more than seven million votes. Of course, the Electoral College is what is important. You must reach 270. But the growth of the popular vote from GOP and independence won't support Trump and could help Biden get reelected. Yesterday, Trump's former White House Director of Communications for like five days, Anthony Scaramucci, made the point saying, quote, Joe Biden is going to beat him like a drum. The way he beat him last time is the way he beats him in 2024. Whether you like Biden or don't like him, ask yourself, is any new person voting for Mr. Trump? Has he in any way expanded his base or expanded the popularity for a new person? Are there any new participants that want to actually vote for Mr. Trump? Virtually every poll on that question says no, end quote. A lot's going to happen in the next 10 months, including get out to vote or staying at home. That's what really wins presidential elections. Where LGBTQ plus America falls on these choices is yet to be determined. So are we gonna, well, obviously we're gonna break for Biden, but the question of course is always how much and where? Cause I don't, it really doesn't matter if all the gays in Wyoming get together and vote, that's not gonna affect the election, but we need to rally ourselves in Michigan in Pennsylvania, say it with me. We all know Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. We know this. So, I do think that a federal conviction will probably hurt him. But remember, this is also the same person whose audio leaked. You just grab him by the pussy. Yes. Right. Happened two weeks before and the election, and still <laughs> cruised to victory in 2016. And I and I've said this before. I think it was to you maybe last maybe. Week we I've played this game before in yeah. twenty sixteen yeah. of okay, let's support Trump because certainly no one will vote for him. And and that's why we can't and sit they down. did. So we yeah. we yeah, I don't like to play the let's
2: hope he gets the nomination. Yeah. Um yeah. we have to be we have to be vigilant. No one can sit down because I was shocked when he won. We I couldn't were. believe it. I just knew he was gonna lose and then he became president. I've been voting since I was 18 years old, showing up to the polls with my transgender self, the Mm -hmm. looks and everything, but I know how important it is. You know, it's a right of us Americans, and I'm not gonna sit down on that.
3: You know, I saw a TikTok today of a straight white woman who uh, is a major Trump supporter. I don't even remember the handle or anything, but it said, she said, um, I'd rather be grabbed by the pussy than grabbed by Joe Biden anywhere on my body so the scariest part of this is that it's now 2024 right and we still have people like that who are larger groups than the lgbtq plus community who are voting against what we need to be voting for and um it's it's the Twilight Zone, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it it's feels creepy, cultish, you know. To me. It's scary. Like the people that su- it's it's support scary. him, yeah. he
2: can do whatever the hell he wants, yeah. and they still support him. It's, yeah. it's like what? You, obviously, he has some sort of appeal with a certain type of people, you know. So mm-hmm.
1: there are a lot of what ifs that that are going on here, though. Too. I mean, like what if he's not allowed on the ballot in those states that he's mm-hmm. already been told he's not allowed? let The Supreme Court's going to have to say something about that soon mm-hmm. enough. So what if so. All of those things come together and we still can't be complacent because what if we don't show up to vote regardless of all those other what ifs, if we don't show up to vote, he becomes president.
3: that's the only what if
1: yeah really
4: yeah you know, you know I, th- I think we have to also realize that there we're talking a lot about 2016 trump this is 2024 trump so 2016 trump was a lot of people saying oh you know i'll give him a shot he's a business person that trump is gone mm-hmm. right. So, as as yeah. scaramucci said there are no new people that are like oh you know what maybe i'll try out trump and i see see what he's like everybody knows exactly what he's like he has a cult Personality, and he has a cult of of followers that will vote for him if he does kill someone, as he already predicted many years ago. Um, But I think we are we are also we're in, in the media world that we're you know hearing so much you know there's so much Trump support is that those supporters are very loud and um and the, the voter that just says I'd never vote for him I'm not very political they're going to probably go to the polls I believe and they're going to break for Joe Biden and I think that again the sanity thing is very important and we've already seen you know the the blue you know, the red wave never happened um a lot of these you know things that were just to come to fruition and then all of the extreme policies whether they're book banning or the tax on the trans community and and all of this invasive government ban on abortions is going to push voters to say Th- those are my choices. So you may not like Biden, um, but your choice is you're going to have more of that, more book banning, more abortion bans and, you know, and more, you know, LGBTQ rights taken away.
2: Roger, bring you in. I just have a question um, now. I know you. A president can do two consecutive terms, but if they do one term and lose, and no, they'll they're, come they're, back. they're term limited to ten years. Ten years. Okay, so he can't run again. No, no. Well, uh, if he, he loses, he could run again. He could yeah. run again, but if right. he wins, the he most can't do can it. will be. I mean, he can't run at okay. all. Okay. Okay. I, no, I, I was a little confused <laughs> it's like about a that, s- a and slow I was thinking, dear jog, lord, please. you know, like, no, not eight years. Low I mean, jog. Yeah. Hopefully, not four years, but
0: yeah. you know. Now. Once you're done with My Hollywood Pride on Sunday, yes. you're also part of the task force. Yes. Um, where What are they doing? What are we doing to gear up? Because it's we said 10 months, it's almost here.
4: So the task force will actually be at My Hollywood Pride. They're one of our presenting sponsors. Um, so we did um, launch part of the fundraising for the gala this year was the Queer mm-hmm. the Vote campaign, which is again, educating and getting voters to the polls. So um a lot of the work that they're doing is around the Queer the Vote Initiative, which will be again training leaders in the field to do field work. Um they're doing they have a national campaign, they do a lot of trainings on you know how to organize in your own community. Again, remember the task force does a lot of work that doesn't happen in our community because we have an abundance of organizations here to do that work. But if you're in a Wyoming or an in Indiana where you're a small population, they do trainings for people across the country to help educate and bring those services and help help them to motivate and and organize people to do the work, which again is around registering to vote and making a plan to go to the polls. Awesome.
1: Thanks. Okay, we're going to continue by queering up the USA view. Buttigieg slams Florida Republican on parental leave as homophobic. In a bipartisan effort, Florida Republican U.S. Representative Anna Paulina Luna and California Democratic Representative Sarah Jacobs are pushing for enhanced recognition of parental support in Congress. Luna, who faced challenges voting after giving birth, co-sponsored legislation with Jacobs to grant women lawmakers the option of voting by proxy following childbirth. This proposed bill aims to reinstate a practice that was allowed under Speaker Pelosi during the COVID era, but was then discontinued under former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Luna, frustrated by the contrast between her situation and U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's paternal leave, emphasized the need for Congress to adopt to modern times. In response, in response, Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg's husband, advocated for parental leave for all. He expressed disappointment in Representative Luna's comments, perceiving them as unnecessarily homophobic and undermining the bipartisan push for parental leave. Buttigieg urged urged Congresswoman Luna to embrace a more progressive stance, saying, quote, getting with the times would serve you well, Congresswoman, end quote. In an interview with The Advocate, Buttigieg reiterated his strong support for parental leave, praising the bipartisan collaboration in recognizing the importance of equitable parental leave for all parents, regardless of their circumstances. Luna's bill proposes a six-week post-childbirth proxy voting option specifically for women who have given birth. This has prompted discussions among some Democrats about potential expansions to the bill to include other types of new parents, including queer parents. Uh, so this is interesting this is us like splitting hairs when we should really be coming together I'm mm-hmm. um, I, i I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say that I think maybe the Buttigieg overreacted a little bit to this. Well before we say they overreacted I'd like to read the comment that we, did, yeah. I, we didn't
0: put in here the comment okay. yeah, 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 that yeah. Um, Congresswoman Luna yeah. said She on, on X she said quote Pete Buttigieg got maternity leave and I didn't that's Okay. And he's a dude. It's time Congress gets with the Times. Well, I mean, I agree with her second half of that statement. It yes. is time that Congress gets yeah. with the Times. And parental leave parental leave, you homophobic bitch, is what <laughs> we're asking for. That comment you're it's like I'm gonna do something good, but then I'm just gonna poop all over it. And, yes, that's, and
1: that's what uh, she's I'm, doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna to I'm gonna fall I'm back here and say something different though. I'm gonna say this is probably a way of looking at it that suggests that men still get preferential treatment to women, mm. even in the parental rights debate that's happening in this conversation. So, I, I again, yeah, her, her, we're, splitting, her, her we're worded, splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah I, maybe she could have worded it better. I don't care. But her her point, I think, still stands. And I don't think that we should be splitting hairs over this. We really should be coming together and 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 putting putting our way forward. But... She is, I think, correct in saying that there is a disparity between the way that men and women are treated even in this situation. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I mean, I, I think the other um, the other issue here is this whole voting by proxy um, opens up a big door for Congress. Um, yeah. And that door is that if you are um, mentally incapacitated and can't make it to Congress to vote, are they going to now then try to which a lot of people need to retire? I mean, there's a lot of so there's a lot of nuances where they have to have a, a better policy in general in Congress, I think, like piecemealing all of these HR policies into little bills. I think there's a lot of um, struggles in Congress. I mean, we just went through it with having people dying in office, um, doesn't help the, the, the democratic process either. So I agree people should be able to vote if they just had a child. I believe they should be able to vote if they adopted a child. Whether they're a man or a woman or both combined, they should be able to take have family leave.
0: Yeah, and I I think we should be expanding this more. Yes. Like yeah. if you're sick, not mentally incapacitated, but like if you're sick and you're in a hospital or you're on mandatory bed rest at home, you should be also be able to designate your proxy on the floor of Congress. That yeah. worked during COVID. COVID. Yeah. There were no issues. Yeah. There, You know, we weren't having 468 votes on an issue when there's only 435. There was no false voting. This, yes. this was a policy that worked. Um, yeah, I just I don't know why they don't want to expand voting for everyone including crazy, their own members
3: you know it's easy yeah. and, why, and, why go back to something that worked
4: right you, and I think you know, the homophobia was obviously because I mean Buttigieg did get a lot of, of homophobia and attacks for their taking parental leave from the right wing about for many things so yeah. her dredging it up again yeah. is just another attack that was already on the book well that's what I can understand
2: like you know when you've been attacked over and over again yes. you're hypersensitive absolutely and so the minute someone goes there you're like wait a minute like you know is this homophobia or mm-hmm. transphobia and it may not necessarily be to your point, you know, but the way she worded it. Right. It came off that way, you know, and she may have not meant it that way. But well, anyone that's against it. Yeah. I hope they're not pro-life. <laughs> I just, I just, because mm, if I, you're pro-life, honey, you better be hearing about the children that are born. You, you know, these pro-lifers—they're so worried about the fetus. Once the baby's born, oh, to hell with them, you go know. Go to
4: work and vote. For, yeah, like, <laughs> like forget the
2: family support, you know, the the um government services—they don't want that. Just have the baby, and then right. you know, to hell with the yep. baby. Before we move, on, I just, I just want to say, I disagree with you i believe
0: that that you, you did. with me? i do <laughs> <How> i believe <laughs> how dare you? i, I believe that congresswoman luna because it's a tactic of the gop yes. to mm-hmm. subtly oh. feminize gay men
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah no it's definitely a do- it's, a, it's a queer you know so for him to things, say yeah. for, so for hit he, for her for congresswoman the republican congresswoman to say um maternity leave and not parental leave not paternity leave I think it was very intentioned so she's trying to do something for women but not for everyone yeah. I have no doubt That she is Ultimately homophobic And while she may be Trying to do something good This is ultimately Still a slap in her face mm-hmm. Yeah no oh, To point your it, point, it, point it, it. To
2: your point I um, I didn't dislike Say she was Or she right. wasn't I was just You know yeah, Picking yeah, back On what he said Perhaps yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah People can be Very very conniving And you know Shady Red they, meat they, they, It's they, red know, meat For their they, face. Yeah, yeah they say true. things In a way like What are you talking about Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't mean anything by that, but they did. You know, the way they do it. They do it in cunning ways, you know, like, so you I can't, can you see can't your
3: hear point. my tone. Yeah. I just right. put it as a static. You know, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
5: <laughs> right.
2: So I guess we should move on, shouldn't we? <laughs> and it's something else that... Congresswoman Luna would just love mm. love. <laughs> I love love. <laughs> next, <laughs> next let's queer up trans rights. Two of America's largest trans, largest trans organizations will merge in a significant move. Two prominent transgender rights organizations, the National Center for Transgender Equality and the Transgender Legal Defor- Defense and Education Fund, are merging for from for, form merging to form advocates for trans equality. So they're gonna become advocates for trans equality. Despite securing significant wins for trans rights, the National Center for Transgender Equality faced heightened conservative backlash. It also confronted internal challenges in 2019 with staff resignations over union and racial racial issues. When executive director Rodrigo Henge Lietinen uh, took over, he addressed concerns, revamped policies, and enhanced transparency within the organization. With the merger, Henge Littnin, and I know I'm butchering his name, but anyway, Littenden, sorry, uh, aims to conquer conservative efforts, uh, against trans rights, especially amid a surge of over 500 bills targeting LGBTQ plus people last year. Focused on federal policy reform and legal advocacy, respectively, uh, both organizations will unite by summer. The merger not is, is not driven by financial motives, aims to threaten Strengthen the movement with both organizations experiencing growth and maintaining all staff positions. Andrea Hong Mara, set, set to assume the role of CEO at Advocates for Trans Equality, emphasized the substantial growth of TLO of the organization during her tenure as executive director since 2018. The organization expanded from a staff of four to 27 and its budget increased from approximately 830,000 to 4.5 million. Despite these achievements and securing significant legal victories for the transgender community, Mara expressed a a lingering concern that troubles her, quote, it's not enough, end quote. She emphasized the merger as a values-driven effort to empower trans activists and drive progress towards equality. The unions of both organizations expressed excitement about the merger and state the need for commitment Form from both organizations to work collaboratively and sharing the new organization. Well, you know, God, I think there's power in unity. And so them uniting, I, I believe can only be, make it better and make it a stronger organization because both organizations on its own have done some phenomenal things for our community. So coming together, I mean, that's my prayer and hope that they'll just get stronger and be able to even do more for our, for us. You obviously work more with trans organizations locally and nationally and internationally, probably than the, probably than the rest of us. Yeah, Um, well. Well, wait, let me just clarify something. I'm not trans, John. Oh, no, I know. How dare you? I know. know. (laughs) Girl, I know. (laughs) Yes, I have. Yes. Uh And and I've been in the fight for many years. I mean, you know, I've been an activist for 25 years. So have you
0: seen anything like could you differentiate what the two do? Like, does one sort of focus on one, some of these aspects, and another at on these aspects? So,
2: I, I or are they think just the National too much Center, Ground? Center for Transgender Equality mm-hmm. has uh, been more involved in politics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because they're in Washington, and I remember going to a conference of theirs back in the 90s, and their focus was really politically driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I would say that they. Stand out in that regard. Okay. Um, as opposed to the other organizations. Which is more of a legal defense Yes. Fund.
0: yes okay. Yes. So, so
2: they'll be really combining resources but not overlapping. I, no, okay. I don't think, I think they will because they're, they, they come from two different, I guess. Genres, because one is like, has been focused on politics, whereas the other one is like legal defense. So coming Mm -hmm. together, and who knows? I mean, maybe they will overlap in some areas, but I really think it's a good thing. I really do. I think that the two of them coming together, and obviously, I mean, look at the strides that were made, you know, to go from 800,000 to 4.5. Yeah, you know, know, that was huge. So, I don't think they necessarily had to merge. Okay. I think there's a strategic thing happening yeah. with the merge, you know?
4: Yeah. I think um, if you look at a lot of the, um, especially on the conservative side, the organizations that bring these court cases that are like made up, you know, the, mm-hmm. the cake one was an example, mm-hmm. is that this is a good marriage because they have the legal defense fund to then have enact policy on the other side. So this is a very, to me, it's a very strategic alliance because, again, you have one side over here fighting things in court, but you want to get policies changed, which is what you have to do in, in government. So I think it's a good marriage where they can actually even bring cases that will then uh, you know, end up changing policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I believe there is power in numbers, just like ah. you kind of said, power in unity. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Next, let's uh, queer up entertainment. <laughs> Dolly Parton re releases Jolene featuring queer rock group Mane Skin. Jolene, 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 Jolene. I'm begging you please don't take my money. Celebrating her 78th birthday, 78, wow, in style, Dolly Parton surprise fans with a gift, the deluxe edition of her rock-inspired album, Rockstar. In a social media message, the iconic singer announced that she is releasing four never-released songs for her birthday, along with the Rockstar album and a few others that people have heard before but were not on the album. Among these unreleased gems, a rock-infused rendition of her classic hit, Jolene, featuring a collaboration with Italian rock Rocker's Mane Skin, known for their hit single, Beggin', and for openly lesbian bassist Victoria DeAngelis. Together, gender-fluid lead singer Dino David and Parton have turned Jolene into a stunning duet that has left fans in awe of Dolly's voice once again. The Rockstar Deluxe Edition includes a total of nine tracks, including live versions of original songs like Rockin' It, Mama Never Said, and Stay Out of My Bedroom. Additionally, Parton... <laughs> additional- Parton has displayed her versatile talent by covering iconic tracks such as Eurythmics' Sweet Dreams are made of this, Eddie Muddy's two tickets to paradise, Billy Joel's The Entertainer, and Simon and Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Waters. John, I thought that's where you were coming in. Um, Bridge over troubled oh. waters. Cut, cut,
4: cut, Sorry, <laughs> Originally
3: <me>. released in <laughs> November 2023, the album marked a historic milestone for Parton achieving her first number one spot on Billboard's 200 album chart, cementing her influence across musical genres. Listen, if you are in the same space as me and you are not a fan of Dolly Parton, you are not to be trusted. Get on out. (laughs) Um, I don't know if anyone saw her most recent interview when they tore her apart for wearing the Cowboys uh, (laughs) two-piece. What? She was she looked so fabulous. Incredible, incredible by the way. And like Jane Fonda has been doing it in workout videos for a thousand years. So what? what is new, yeah. right? Yeah. Come on now. I, I know like, you know, it's funny how like
2: two artists can be around the same age. One can do, uh, both of them can do the same thing, but someone is, one of them may be held to another standard for whatever reason. I love Dolly and Jolene is, I would say my favorite. Well, it's two. It's um, he'll come again. He'll come again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Or Jolene. Those are my two favorite of Dolly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I love her.
1: Yeah, she's a she's an icon. What can I say? I'll like I'll listen to any version of Jolene. I love it.
0: Uh,
1: my favorite Dolly song,
0: Hard Candy Christmas. Oh um, yeah. Her single ver her version, not the not the cast album. Hey, but before we move on, Raj, do you know what I have? Oh. I've got. Two
2: tickets to paradise. Sorry. Hey. Sorry. Yeah.
0: You Sorry. know, I,
2: are you going to have a concert?
0: I know. Oh, God, I hold I to be at the Sunshine Cathedral Center for the Performing Arts every night. Come on,
1: <laughs>
3: Bob. Call me, Darrell. Call me. Yeah. Get us out of here. Uh,
4: Jeff, we, take it away. We promise you to put any of our guests <laughs> through a jazz-heating oh concert. Just a hug. So... Next, let's queer up some lesbian culture. Did SNL just out singer Renee Rapp as a lesbian in a skit? No. In a standout Saturday Night Live appearance, Renee Rapp has caught fans' attention for more than just her comedic prowess. The Mean Girl star, who had previously come out as bisexual, was Saturday's music guest. But in a surprise, she found herself in a lip reading skit with Bowen Yang and host Jacob Elordi. Whew. She was labeled as, mm. quote, our little lesbian intern Renee end quote, which it is not a definitive confirmation. This moment comes after rap's recent admission in a video about her last Google search being the quote, lesbian master doc and an Instagram story where she humorously referred to herself as Cara Delvine as Megan Thee Stallion's lesbian bodyguards. Fans are buzzing with curiosity after SNL and are appreciating rap's openness regardless of whether she explicitly identifies as a lesbian. The fervor on social media after SNL is reminiscent of Kristen Stewart's iconic 2017, I'm, like, so gay, dude. Coming out moment. Rap's SNL stint has reignited discussions about representation in the queer community. The comedian's playful embrace of the lesbian term resonates with many, seeking more diverse and authentic expressions within modern queer representation. again, can never be said more times enough on the set, um, representation matters. So I'm glad to see that she's, you know, making a statement or having the, you know, she's already come out as a, she's already made a statement. Um, I think that the media's getting caught up in whether what someone's sexuality is is not good because again it just reinforces like why is it a big deal no one who hosts snl or is the music guest has to come out and say guess what i'm straight and i'm the musical guest like that doesn't happen so you know we have this kind of it's it's a it's a it's a push and pull yeah. of like we like representation but then we also don't want it to become like a you know a headline where they're yeah. trying to out people and it's yeah. a fodder of like you know gossip rags and that's just plagued our community right. for forever right, yeah. and people
0: afraid to come out right but to get back to the to the situation just of Renee anybody who's looking for confirmation just like look at her social media feeds I was going like say like, yeah, this is, mean, not, yeah, this is not, not new. Not, like, news, like I saw it on Sunday morning yeah. when I watched it yeah and then I saw like on social like it was I'm like wait
3: this isn't a thing. Yeah, no, so, but Renee Rapp, um, she's of the group of artists that are incredible right now during, you know, who are blowing up, right? But she's always been someone who's never needed a label. She's mm-hmm. never labeled herself as yeah. she loves every gender mm-hmm. and then the, that beyond. So, um, I know her from musical theater world just because I was caught up in that in college and everything. And she has always been a lesbian leaning, mm-hmm. bisexual, mm-hmm. open, never hit it before um if you have ever been to one of her shows in la she you know she does a lot of sit downs a lot of open mic nights she always expresses her love for women Mm. um and she has for 10 digits now mm-hmm. so it's no new news <laughs> yeah. SNL didn't out anyone it's a yeah. cute little headline yeah. um yeah. but no they didn't out anyone I'm not sure why it matters um Kristen Stewart's the I'm so gay moment was a scripted moment um it wasn't a moment that Kristen Stewart had uh, themselves and said oh I'm going to do this yes. right here and it yeah. was it was worked into a script that Kristen Stewart received a month prior to getting to the set of Saturday. Well, and you don't time, think
0: so. you don't think Bowen's comment was ad-lib. I mean, that was that was scripted, right?
3: I would say I don't I don't know, but I would say that there was definitely at least a bullet point of what could have possibly been said. I'm sure okay. that everyone involved was made aware of what yeah. the possibility could have been uh, amongst what could have been said. That's what I think.
2: Okay. So, I always yeah. love when I see someone LGBTQ that is talented and successful open about who they are i mm-hmm. love that um i do see your point to the fact that well it could get a little exploitive but i don't think in this case it really was i thought it was done you know it was Yeah, was also
3: like kind of weird by the way yeah you know, like she and was on watch it happens live and she said she was an ageist yeah. i'm not sure how and, that makes any sense and then, really like an eight you know um but she's kind of Forky, and you, and know, you so, know what yeah. too?
2: A quest- uh, the quest- question I have is I wonder if the pro- some of the producers are gay. Because you know, well, I'm sure, they may have had this conversation yeah. with her behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm sure, you know? or
0: was something but. like Bowen and her like backs like, yeah. off stage, waiting for sure. the skit or yeah. you know. Sure. at And, her, her, and like, I, I was more
4: I coming this. back from the relationship. the yeah. Taylor Swift situation that's been you know that was going on where the, where she was being accused of being gay in the New York Times and like you know again making that a storyline where no other artist or no you know no one writes stories and says oh we we think that. John John Hayden is straight. Well, let's do a story about it. I mean, no <laughs> one would <laughs> <can't> believe that. <laughs> no one would believe it.
1: No one would write it. But it, it's, it's too or much Or a point. singer.
5: <laughs> Those it's words hold It's too much point no about, about the Taylor here. Swift
1: thing as well. And this is maybe where I'm like old and conservative, but I always keep a solid line between or try and find the solid line between person and persona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you are a product of mm-hmm. what you're performing on television, whether or not it's yourself or a representation of yourself. Uh, you know, you might look at that that me and John and the rest of us here uh, around the table. But uh, as authentic as we want to be Mm -hmm. here at this table, we're still presenting a self rather than, you know, being the actual person that my friends hang out with. So if I had friends that hung out with me. Uh, but (laughs) By the the way,
0: I don't think you're conservative.
3: Uh, Well, I mean... (laughs) I do think you're old. Oh my God. Wow.
4: Wow. Ages. All right. Piss off.
2: (laughs) We're like wine.
0: Now, (laughs) Now, here's a look at what I'm working on for this week's issue about South Florida. This Week in Out South Florida, powered by Queer News Tonight. I'm Out South Florida senior reporter, John Hayden. In this week's issue, well, well, well. I talk with the owner of Wilton's newest bar and restaurant, The Well, taking over on the Hamburger Mary spot. Also, the smart ride is finished, but its impact lives on. I talk with one rider who changed the game. And the iconic Candace Kane is coming to No Manners this Friday. But first, she shares the secret of her secret garden. See exclusive clips on my social media. I'm John Hayden. Those stories and more in out South Florida on stands and online. And speaking of social media, Follow me on Instagram at John Hayden Journalist for breaking news and live updates.
2: Next, we are proud of our special partnership with Sunshine Cathedral, the world's largest square church here in Fort Lauderdale. Supporting that partnership, we are broadcasting from our permanent set here at Sunshine Cathedral at the Happening Out television studios. We broadcast. Sunshine Cathedral Sunday's International Service at 10.30 a.m.
0: So well, we finished tonight's queer news headlines with a segment that we like to call LGBTQ TikTok One Minute News.
1: LGBTQ plus One Minute News. Let's queer up the world view. Study finds over 75 percent of LGBTQ face abuse from parents or authority. A new study led by Professor Daryl Higgins from the Australian Catholic University reveals disturbing trends among queer community in Australia. Conducted nationwide, the research indicates that queer individuals in the community are three times more likely to face mistreatment than their heterosexual counterparts, with family members being the primary source of abuse. The study focused on the 16 to 24-year-old age group of queer and gender-diverse individuals. Among them, 90.5% of gender-diverse individuals, including trans people, reported mistreatment. While 77.5% experienced multiple forms of abuse, such as emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, exposure to domestic violence, and neglect. These findings underscore the urgency for awareness and intervention. U.S. advocates expressed that the Australian findings would be similar in the United States.
2: LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up trans rights. The voice of the New York City subway shares her trans voice to millions daily. The familiar voice echoing through New York City subway for over a decade belongs to Bernie Wagonblast known for automated announcements guiding passengers. Last year, Wagon Blast 66 publicly unveiled a different, more authentic voice, a higher pitched and softer tone that reflects her journey as a transgender woman. In an interview with Advocate, she candidly discussed the challenges, acknowledging the fear and anxiety before coming out. However, she is happy to embrace her authentic self. Wagon Blast's story highlights the importance of living authentically. She is an inspiration to everyone of every age group, queer or not, and every person traveling through the New York City subway is a part of her story. My career,
1: I think, My voice also was important to me in being able to use it to articulate some of the issues that people who are LGBTQ and particularly T may feel. So I think my voice,
0: well, for most of my life, it's been part of how I made my living. Now I hope it can make other people's lives better in many ways. LGBTQ plus one minute news Let's queer up lesbian culture. The Obamas respond to lesbian wedding invite and the TikTok must be seen to be believed. Bree and Jean Woodrum decided to send wedding invitations on a whim to famous figures, including the Obamas. To their delight, Barack and Michelle responded, turning this spontaneous idea into a charming surprise. The couple received a warm letter from the former president and first lady. In a TikTok video, Bree shares the joy of this unexpected letter and the Obamas' heartfelt wishes for a love-filled marriage. The video already has millions of views, and the Obamas have once again won the LGBTQ community's hearts.
5: Okay, the moment everybody's been waiting for. My wife is home now. We're going to open up the letter from Barack and Michelle Obama. Okay, here we go. Okay. It's nice keep it not oh. Ooh. All right, congratulations on your wedding. We hope that your marriage is blessed with love, laughter and happiness and that <laughs> and that your bond grows stronger with each passing year. This occasion marks the beginning of a lifelong partnership and as you embark on this journey, know you have our very best for the many joys and adventures that lie ahead. I feel is that no, no. dang. The signatures are printed, but that is what, that is what it says, everybody. The stamp is real. The stamp is real. Hold on. There we go. Very nice. And it has our news. And it has our wedding date on it. It does. They definitely didn't send it then because it's a new year, but so nice. There you
3: LGBTQ plus <laughs> one minute news. Let's queer up entertainment. Madonna surprise for Lil Nas X and long live Montero. During Lil Nas X's Long Live Montero tour, a heartwarming encounter unfolded backstage between the queen of pop Madonna and the queer of rap. In a snippet from his HBO documentary, Lil Nas X Long Live Montero, the 24-year-old artist shares a delightful moment with Madonna before his performance. She playfully encourages him to put on a show. Lil Nas X reveals how Madonna's past tours influence his own creative choices. The documentary also showcases an emotional journey of Lil Nas X's struggle for acceptance of his sexuality from his family and crucially from within himself. He recently returned to the music scene with the Jay Christ video track. This video has been sparking controversy among right-wing Christians since its release. Oh my
5: God, hey.
4: Hi. How are you, friends? Hi, hey, gorgeous. You look amazing. So do you? I love the
5: hair. I love your outfit.
4: Oh my God. Did you not know I was here? Oh my, I did, well, this is crazy. On show for me. Fucking now I'm nervous. I'm not performing <laughs> anymore. Oh man! I'm <laughs> home. Do you remember coming
5: on the show? Yes,
4: that's literally your show. Literally inspired some things happening here tonight.
5: Woo!
4: <laughs> LGBTQ plus one minute news. Let's queer up South Florida and Florida. Now with DeSantis home, will Florida ban rainbow pride flags? In Florida, a proposed bill by Republicans seeks to prohibit teachers and government employees from displaying rainbow flags, even as lapel pins. The legislation, spearheaded by GOP representative David Barrero, targets flag representations tied to racial, sexual orientation, and gender or political ideology viewpoints in government buildings, including schools. Critics argue the bill fosters hate while Barrero contends it safeguards children. The proposal permits flags of US-recognized sovereign states like Israel but excludes those of non-recognized entities like Palestine. According to Barrero, the prohibition wouldn't affect students or government employees outside of working hours or in non-public settings. However, it would be applicable to lawmakers' offices. Some Democrats have indicated their intent to defy the law if Governor DeSantis signs the bill.
3: As we end our show, let's queer up breaking news. Queer celebrations at Oscar nominations. The nominations for the 96th Annual Academy Awards were announced this morning, and the news was good for the LGBTQ community. It's been a great year in cinema for LGBTQ+, which gave hope that the 2024 Oscars may be one of the best in history. Here are the breaking news highlights. Nyad received two nominations, including Annette Bening as queer swimmer Diana Nyad and lesbian actress Jodie Foster as Bonnie Foster. Between the two, they have been nominated for 10 Oscars. Diana Nyad will be in Fort Lauderdale as a guest of the Stonewall National Museum Gala on Wilton Drive. Queer actor Coleman Domingo was nominated as Martin Luther King's advisor, Bayard Rustin, in the biopic Rustin. Bradley Cooper's Maestro received seven nominations, including Best Picture and Best Actor. The biopic about biosexual, uh, bisexual, bisexual, co- <laughs> oh, bisexual conductor Leonard Bernstein broke new ground. Uh, quiet roundtable. <laughs> Lily Gladstone, who uses she they pronouns, was nominated for Best Actress in Killers of the Flower Moon. The film received ten nominations, including Best Picture. American Fiction had five nominations, including Best Supporting Actor, Sterling K. Brown, who plays a gay character in the film. The film's queer composer, Laura Cartman, was nominated for Best Original Score. Anatomy of a Fall, whose main character is bisexual, is nominated for five Oscars. Live action Barbie was nominated for eight Academy Awards, including Out singer Billie Eilish and her song, What Was I Made For? Ryan Gosling was nominated for queer love character song Just Ken, although Ryan did not write the song. The song was nominated. However, there was deep sadness in LGBTQ+, community when Barbie herself, Margot Robbie, was not name- nominated. Taken right from the pages of Florida's Ron DeSantis, the ABCs of Book Banning, which covered the LGBTQ plus books banned in schools, has been nominated for Best Documentary Short Film. The ceremony is set to take place on March 10th in Los Angeles. The award show will once again be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. What do we think? Did anyone predict wow. any of the same predictions that we... Um, have yeah. heard about? Well, well,
2: I loved Annette Benning and Nyad mm-hmm. and also Jodie Foster. I thought they were brilliant. And I also watched Rustin. Yeah. And I tell you, I didn't really know. I mean, you know, as a multiracial, transgender woman of color, mm-hmm. I didn't know much about him. But the actor that played Rustin, I mean, you just I learned so much, it was so entertaining. And to really know that he was the one that actually thought of doing the March on Washington. I always thought it was Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. and he had him assist in the march, Mm. but no, it was Rustin's idea. So, oh, and just, I have to say this too. I'm so happy that, oh God, the girl from the, the actress from The Color Purple,
4: Oh Danielle Brooks! Danielle oh yeah, yeah.
2: Yes. I just have to throw that in I because love... I saw her on Broadway. It. Yeah. She was oh, she is yeah. fabulous. Yeah. And listen, The Color Purple in 1985 didn't get one award, mm. and so maybe she'll get something for this. Yes, yeah, and then that just store. to
3: correct myself, you let us know that Ryan Gosling was indeed nominated for Best Supporting, Supporting after it. you said yeah. yes, yeah. that with uh, Best Original Song, whoever wrote the Just Can't yeah. i song. Yeah, I'm Kenneth. Yes, Kenneth. Just to put
4: that out there. Um, I I, I think, uh, you know, Lily Gladstone gave one of the best speeches at the Golden Globes, and I think um, her performance in um, Killers of the Flower Moon is going to be the one to be. Um, It's a, it's a, it's and it's also a story that, again, I will tell everyone if you haven't seen it and don't know the story of what happened to um, you know, that their community at that time. It's a, you know, it's a horrific story. So the telling of the story through someone who is a Native American on screen is very Powerful. Where can you see it's it? It's not free
1: yet. I'm oh, kidding. it's not? No, I'm yeah, ready. I think, you know, it's like 8 I saw
4: it in the movies, <laughs> I'm waiting for it was...
1: Yeah. Um, it okay, was... so have, I've, I've only seen the Barbie movie, so what do I start with? Barbie. <laughs> no, I've already seen it. Uh, Oppenheimer. I haven't even seen Barbie. Oh, you, haven't you, seen Oppen- Oppen- you, you haven't seen Oppenheimer? I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I would start with Oppenheimer. We'll book out
0: two and a half days to see that. Okay. It's a tad long. I would like to order off-menu from these choices. America Ferrera, nominated for Supporting Actress for her role in Barbie. And she has one amazing scene, one amazing monologue, and it shook me. It moved me, it resonated with me, and still does today. What, six months, five months after I've seen the movie. So I'm really, really pulling for her. And Supporting Actress has also been a way for lighter fare, in the context of the Oscars, uh, Barbie would be considered lighter fare. Um, you got to remember Marisa Tomei back yes. in 1991, yeah. too, won for My Cousin Vinny, Vinny, yeah. for and well-deserved. Yes, yes. So
3: I, th- this, this we were shocked.
0: This is <laughs> this true. is a, a, a category where a lot of times the the fun movie can yeah, get. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. thoughts uh, going in. I'm sure we'll talk about this more as the Oscars approach. Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. Two incredibly oh God, good I films. see it now. Two films filled with importance and gravitas. Will they split the vote mm. And Gravita. a third movie? Did we have that word today. We have that word
3: in. today. It's front of mind. It seems like. It's front
4: of mind. It seems like. Things is making a, a, a real run for this a lot of a lot of the mm-hmm. awards and, and, and I think what you're saying could possibly be true, although I think Oppenheimer has a lot of um, movie money behind it to yes. wage a campaign and that's what wins with you. in Hollywood. I agree they, with have, you. they have all the money yeah, for the campaign. Yeah. And um, you know, they were and, and and they were a box office success, which yeah. which Hollywood wants to reward because they want people to watch the Oscars. So lots of people saw. If they give it to a, a movie that nobody saw, it'll piss people off so
2: <laughs> oh that yeah. i gotta see children of the flower yes. moon now. oh you have I to do. have to because you know the whole fact that it's about the indigenous people yes. of this land and and this particular tribe that what they went through and i'm so curious now i might pay that nine dollars yeah, hey, <laughs> it's, 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 it's
4: worth the cost of admission like yeah. i said absolutely so.
0: All right, so the Oscars are on the 10th, so we'll be, or 10th of March, March we'll be yeah. watching be following those. up, yeah. <laughs> and that is today's news for the LGBTQ plus community on the world's first and only daily evening LGBTQ plus news show.
1: If our community is important to you, share this news with your friends and family. Are you, like most of America, part of our very large television audience watching this live LGBTQ plus news broadcast right now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV?
2: Queer News Tonight is the only live LGBTQ digital television show in the world that is out of the closet and into the headlines. We need your support. If our community is to grow, we must tell our stories and bring them to the attention of the broader world.
3: This is the only place in the world that tells these types of LGBTQ stories in motion and sound. That is the passion of Hotspots Magazine, Happening Out Television Network, and Queer News Tonight.
0: I'm John Hayden, and on behalf of these LGBTQ plus reporters, the anchors of Queer News Tonight, including the decisively not trans Raji Naran Singh. <laughs>
2: I was playing. <laughs> Namaste.
0: Dr. Ty Hauser, DJ Eric, and Jeff Oliveri. Oh. Wow. We'll see you daily at 8. we will see you at My Hollywood Pride this Sunday. And to our LGBTQ plus world, we wish you a very Good night. night. Love, peace.